You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, October the 13th. Oh my goodness, Friday the 13th. Uh, this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us on this uh, suspicious day uh, is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Good to be here. Should be fun. <laughs> you have any black cats walking across in front of you or anything like that? I, I can't see any yet. It's kind of dark still down here. so Okay. It's, it's a little early in the morning for that. They might be out there. I hope not. All right. Well, don't break any mirrors and don't walk under ladders and open an umbrella in the house, all that other kind of stuff. Uh, but it is, uh, it is off to, we are off to a pretty good start this week. I should say before we get started, though, just remind everybody, that these weekly wrap-ups are brought to you by Sprott Money, an accredited Royal Canadian Mint Bullion DNA dealer. So please visit SprottMoney.com to learn more. Uh, Eric, it has been uh, nothing but good luck, really, since we last spoke. We watched the employment numbers last week that were just, uh, shall we say, uh, uh, different in their component. The market seemed to figure that out. Prices now, since we last spoke a week ago, gold's up $40.00. From that moment, and silver's up more than a full dollar. What do you make of all this? And the funny part is that Craig, it took a while, right? I mean, initially, uh, gold was up, then it's down, and you know, then people all of a sudden started talking about the the wage gains were excessive, and we got inflation again. We're going to need to raise rates, and then, of course, we all find out that uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics or overall wage gains were up, but when they separated between services and manufacturing, both sectors were down. We're all wondering, well, how the hell can the total be up when both components are down? Which leads one to maybe wonder how they do come up with this data. And, and as you and I have talked many times before, um, I, we don't trust the data because it's hard to believe that the unemployment rate is really where it is with all the uh, things that we see going on. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, been a good week, a steady rises. Uh, I think the, the one thing that I kind of come away from the week with I'm, I'm looking at palladium here which is hitting new highs and i keep thinking man are we going to see a shortage of a metal here are we really going to see a physical shortage versus the commodity exchange because the commercials are big time short palladium and the price is really acting uh, quite strong here uh, i think they're short about a you know 30 years of supply of uh of palladium somewhat akin to the uh silver markets mm-hmm. uh where you know there's short whatever half a year supply and i'm kind of hoping that maybe one of these metal markets just breaks away here and all of a sudden the the fraud of comex uh, becomes apparent to us and of course that would then play into both the silver and gold but palladium is very very strong here trading up to 980 990 it's not at an all-time high but it's at a 17-year high uh, if we go another hundred bucks, we'll hit an all-time high. So that's interesting to to watch that playing out and seeing other metals like nickel and copper and zinc and lead are all strong too, uh, which has to be a um, some sense of uh, potential shortage here. So I think the the, the metal scene is looking uh, more robust by the day here. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, that we had that trend going earlier this year of all those base metals uh, were seeming to break out, copper in particular. And we wondered when that would spill over to silver. Hasn't really yet, but really silver, since it's not used monetarily at this point, is primarily just an industrial metal. You would think it would participate at some point too. 
You would think so, other than the COMEX positioning. Right. You know, it's a big market, and the, the commercials just you know, feast off of it. Uh, but you're right. I mean, sooner or later, the, the uses for silver just keep going up. I mean, I read these uh, articles about the metals that go into uh, electric vehicles. I mean, it's astounding for things like like um, nickel and zinc and silver. Oh, my. The amount of material we're going to have to use is going to be incredible. So these things could be on sustained uptrends here, and uh, that would uh, would work for everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of sustained uptrends, we had this period over the last, oh, I guess it was about a four-week period, where gold pulled back from 1360 down almost to 1260. And silver pulled back quite a bit too, but they sure looked like they turned last Friday. And now uh, silver's back above its 200-day moving average, which seems to be important. And gold's back above all of its moving averages and moving higher. Do you put much stock into that, that technical stuff and that technical positioning? I, I typically don't. Uh, but what I find interesting in this particular sell-off that we had experienced is that the commercials never really got the job done. You know, they didn't get to cover uh, the bulk of their short position. And here we have another rally starting. starting. And, uh, you know, we're always looking for that commercial signal failure when what they try to do doesn't work. And uh, perhaps it's just the general weakness of the U.S. dollar that's Kind of, it, it's it's hard for the commercials to affect the U.S. dollar. It's such a, a huge market, and if this U.S. dollar continues to weaken, uh, they're going to have a tough time uh, making the um, the precious metals decline to the extent they want to to cover their shorts here. So now they're back into probably a loss position again on their their shorts, and it looks like we got the momentum kind of going our way here. So it, it might be a new chapter. I hope it is. I mean, it's always tough to bet against the the big commercials here because they have to act collusively but uh things are, are looking a lot better eric well i've got you on the line i've got to ask you about what i know we'll be talking about at my site today which is this change in politics here in the u.s you know uh, gold turned and started heading lower in early september it seemed to be timed with a deal that president trump stuck struck with the democrats where they were going to waive the debt ceiling eliminate the debt ceiling uh, avoid a government shutdown, a whole bunch of things that were kind of getting cooked into the market back in early September. And then all of a sudden that seemed to disappear and down went price. Well, late last night, uh, President Trump decided to to uh, stop paying the billions of dollars of subsidies that the U.S. government pays to insurance companies to get them to do business in certain markets. It, it really seems to be the death, a death knell for Obamacare. And this idea of political cooperation uh, suddenly out the window uh, what do you think of that political climate and how it might impact gold prices here in the weeks ahead? You know, it's funny. I wrote, sort of wrote down a couple of words, and I, I, I wrote down, the fabric is tearing. And I think of it in a political sense, in a cultural sense, in an economic sense. Like, there just seems to be mass chaos here and, and, and people on on opposite sides of the spectrum that just, totally disavow what the other uh, party represents here, or other group represents. And boy, you wonder how you can march forward with, uh, with what's going on here. Uh, and sort of the, you know, the, the goings on in the administration where some member of the cabinet says he's doing this, and then Trump says he's doing the opposite and or vice versa. I mean, it's hard to keep up with it all and hard to know where all of it's going to lead. 
And, of course, I think generally it's going to create weakness for the currency because it just looks like the country doesn't have a keel. It just We don't know where it's going. Everything's uncharted. God forbid we start something up in North Korea. You know, I, I read that, uh, you know, they're sending over a, a uh, troop carry with 7,500 troops, American troops over to uh, North Korea. Oh, my God. I mean, it's just you'd hate for that to to actually evolve that way. So it's so unpredictable that, it, yes, it is the draw people into uh, into gold and precious metals, which, of course, provides some security to people in, in times of, uh, of of the unknown, which is very much where we are. It's hard. I mean, if somebody had to predict where we're going to be in a month, I think they'd be hard pressed to do so with the vacillating that's going on. And even the whole Fed chairman thing, you know, we're going to have a dove, we're going to have a hawk. I mean, it's just... I don't know. It's uh, we have markets up here that are up on a on a very uh, significant peak here, and if they if things go a little bit awry, there's going to be hell to pay in the stock market. And of course, the corollary of that is I think that precious metals would would do well if if stocks uh, tend to start reflecting the chaos that's going on. And one last thing, Eric, how about the action in the shares this week? Um, they really have seemed rather resilient, have they not? I mean, they came down with the metals, but they have been reluctant to go any further as a group. And it makes you wonder if maybe as we move through the fourth quarter and into the first, if they won't see some significant fund flows uh, from money managers and asset allocators looking to take money out of certain sectors and move them to undervalued sectors. And the mining sector would sure seem to be that still. Well, and we've seen some big names uh, recommending precious metals. And, of course, there's a lot of uh, experts who are all very, very concerned about the stock market. And, of course, the corollary to that is, you know, buy precious metals. Uh, the shares, I mean, I, I I see things happening in shares that it couldn't happen other than in a, in a bull market where stocks are going up like hundreds of percentages, you know. Like, mm-hmm. it's just shocking some of the things that are happening to, to some stocks that, providing con- tremendous outsized gains here. So, uh, and I, I think it's because they were all oversold that you, you get a few uh, companies where it's coming together and you see the money pouring in and the stocks go crazy. Um, so, yeah, I, I can easily see, you know, such a, we have such a small little window to get into precious metal stocks. I mean, which takes nothing. So what do they represent? Like less than half of 1% of all stocks. So, yeah. I mean, if there's ever a concern, whether it's a political concern, a military concern, a social concern, uh, an economic concern, uh, man, the, the amount of money that could want to squeeze through that little rabbit hole would be uh, quite serious. And the only way you can do it is to have the stocks appreciate uh, markedly. So, yeah, we have we still have that to look forward to. And uh, we're seeing some signs of it. Well, things certainly look a little uh, different than they did last Friday, no doubt about that. And it'll be interesting to see how they look by next Friday as well, provided we get through Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the thing we got to make sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll make it through here. It's it's looking good so far. All right, keep your fingers crossed, Eric. Thank you so much for your insights; are invaluable as always. And with that, I I wish you a great weekend. Okay, Greg. All of us to you too. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend.